Good morning once again. This is Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus pandemic in mid-Missouri. You can catch Community Pulse Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on KOPN, and all episodes can be found online at kopn.org and also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today on the show, we have a pre-recorded program coming up for you because our guests had to get to class. Host Jenny Chadwick is joined by Carly Blakemore and Emily Abadir, cheer captains for Hickman High School cheerleading to discuss how they've navigated challenges during the pandemic. First, we'll turn to Jenny for local news and numbers. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Mallory, and I'll try to be quick because I am excited to get to our show. As Mallory said, we just recorded it and then they headed off to class. So as we always start with Matthew Holloway's data, so we're following him on Facebook. I have to say I can't remember when I have got to say the number of cases that we had in the state of Missouri was under 500. Um, But today he is reporting 476 cases of COVID-19. And so celebrate. I think that we all know that we may be coming to um, success at combating this uh, deadly virus. We've still got a long way to go, but we have hit today under 500 cases. Um, there was still sadly 29 deaths reported in the state, but again, I can't, I can't remember. It's been a long time since we reported less than 30 deaths statewide. Um, so again, 476 cases in 29 deaths. So I want to tell our listeners, as the vaccine seems to be speeding up in production and getting to mid-Missouri, there is a Facebook page. And Mallory, can we share this on our KOPN Facebook page? It is Central Missouri COVID-19 Vaccine Information. And I know that we had Mira Greenway on the show before and talked about it, but that page, I think until it is your time to get the vaccine, you might not know exactly the ways to find to get it. So that page is just a flurry of activity showing people where they can get the vaccine. I have to say that there is a new tool that is out there that I am just in awe with. It is called Missouri COVID-19 Vaccine Spotter. And I don't know this man. I don't think he's local, but Nick Murder, Mert, M-U-E-R-D-T-E-R has put together this website that's tracking all these different places across the country, but this this spotter is specific to Missouri, all the places that are offering the vaccines, such as Hy-Vee, Sam's Club, Safeway. You know, we don't have Safeways here, but, you know, it's tracking across the country, Walgreens. But then it pulls together the appointments that are open in Missouri, and it, it you know, it's listed in alphabetical order by the town that they're available in. Um, but, you know, right now there's appointments available in Boonville at the Supercenter. Um, so you can scroll through where you are um, in our state and be able to click on and know exactly where appointments are. As you watch it throughout the day, appointments open and close. So that is what I have to say before we go ahead and play the show today, Mallory. Okay, great. And just to let our listeners know that both of those links are up on our Facebook page right now, so you can check them out. All right, let's turn to your recorded interview. Awesome. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining us for Community Pulse today, where we talk about how COVID-19 has affected our community. So um, I'm really excited to have you guys on today. If you can take a moment to introduce yourself, and Emily, if you want to go first, that would be awesome. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, my name is Emily Abadir, and I am a junior this year at Hickman High School, and I am also the captain of the varsity cheer team this year, along with Carly. Excellent. And Carly? And then I'm Carly. I am a senior at Hickman, and I am also a captain of the team, and I have been doing um, cheer since I was about, probably in about third grade, so long-time cheerleader. Yay. Well, so, you know, COVID has impacted every aspect of our lives and every part of the community. And, you know, we have been dealing with COVID now for an entire year here in Boone County. And it's just really crazy to think. I got my New York Times um, daily COVID update to, um, yesterday, and they said, you know, we have been doing this newsletter for officially one year. And so, if you guys can take me back to a year ago in the spring, had you guys ended your season um, for cheer before the school shut down? Um, I Yes, we were pretty much done because competition season was earlier last year. And the only thing that we really missed was our end of the year banquet, which is usually what we do to celebrate like really our seniors and their year that they had. So that was kind of sad that we got to miss that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I have for our listeners, I have a daughter who was a part of Hickman Cheer. Um, she's now a sophomore at Mizzou, but it was a very big part of her life. And I can imagine, especially for those seniors who missed their senior banquet, being a real disappointment. And I think that that's what we know about. I mean, with COVID, we've had so many disappointments, but we've also created new opportunity and done things differently. And so as we came back in August to the classroom, um, you know, all of our listeners know, and we know that, you know, CPS at first um, was fully online, and then we went to a hybrid. So when we were fully online, and, and, you know, you guys have summer camps, what did that look like for you? It was a lot different than normal. We had to wear a mask the whole time and we did still have camp, but we still had to follow all the like Columbia regulations with the mask and social distancing. So everything was changed a, a lot. And we even had like summer practices this year, but we had to do them outside in the heat, which was not very fun, but we just had to do what we had to do to still be able to practice and still be safe. Mm -hmm. So when you guys practiced outside, were you down on the football field? Were you up at, up at the school? We were in the front circle drive of Hickman <laughs> with all of the rocks and sticks under the trees. So <laughs> something. And this is, I think, the story of how you just make it work, even though it's not the ideal environment, right? Um, and you mentioned that you guys were wearing masks at all times um, during the ch cheer camps and through the summer. And then when, when school started, what sports were you cheering for and, and how did that look? Like, So we um, were allowed to cheer for football games. But we had to split up into two groups because we couldn't have as many as normal on the sidelines. So we had group A and group B. So that kind of meant you weren't allowed to cheer at every game. So um, and at football games, we could only have, I believe it was two um, spectator passes, as well as the football guys could only have two as well. So the crowd we were cheering for was not very big. So it was already not normal in that way, which was, but we still got to be able to, um, we always do a like um, 
opener routine. So right before the game starts, we still are able to do that, which was good. And um, yeah. And you guys normally have a JV and a varsity cheer squad. Did, did that change this year also? Yes. Yeah, so we don't have a JV or a varsity team. It's kind of all big one team. It, that really helped out though this year because of COVID guidelines. If we were to have two teams, then we would not be able to have the same coaches. So one coach would have to coach one team and the other coach had to coach the other and couldn't crisscross at all. So it kind of worked out in that way, but Molly really wanted to have the one team just so that we felt more unified and no one really felt like they were better than the other. And you mentioned Molly. For our listeners, can you let us know who are the Hickman coaches? Yeah, so our head coach is Molly Lyman, and she is actually an elementary school teacher at CPS. And then we have two assistant coaches, um, Danica and Michelle. Michelle um, actually was a former cheerleader at Hickman, I believe, like three or four years ago, because she's a senior in college. And then Danica is, I believe, from St. Louis, and she did school cheer as well as all-star cheerleading. And it was mentioned that only half of the team, so there's 40 of you, so 20 came at a time. Do you know, was that regulation put on the football team also? Did they have to reduce their number of members on the team? Um, they had a, I'm pretty sure they had to reduce the number of them like on the sidelines so they couldn't have their full team dressed out whenever they're at games, just like we couldn't have our full team in yeah. our uniforms cheering. So really, you know, the public health guidelines trying to reduce down the numbers and um, my daughter's in Hickman marching band and, you know, for quite some time, the whole band couldn't be on the field. So only half of them could be on to re- rehearse. And, and as we know, as football season evolved, um, so sorry, the marching um, band wasn't able to march at the halftime show. So you guys had a halftime routine. Do you, do you, were you able to do that halftime routine? So for halftime, well, Normally the dance does halftime, but since um, we have our opener routine, sometimes we push that towards halftime. So that's the same thing that Carly was talking about earlier that we did get to do wearing masks and all of that. Mm -hmm. So you guys wore masks on the field and at cheer. Was that a mission requirement or how did that work? So it pretty much was a mission requirement, but you could take them off for, since we were doing physical activity, we are just the same as other sports, we could take them off. But if we didn't take them off, then that means if someone did get corona, then they would, um, only the people that they were touching would have to quarantine. Since everybody else had masks on, we weren't really considered as a close contact. Mm-hmm. So this allowed the whole team to continue to um, practice and be together as long as they weren't um, directly, you know, maybe doing so stunts. How did that look and how did that work? Because, you know, I know my daughter was a flyer and one of the things that she loved was stunting. Yeah, so for stunting, we had our stable groups basically is what we called them. So at every practice, we used the same stunt groups and that ended very quickly whenever Misha said that we're not allowed to stunt wearing a mask. And we believed that we wanted to wear a mask like that. We're just gonna do our part for the community and keep our masks on and be safe. So we actually have not stunted 
there was a big gap where we did not stump for a very long time because we kept our mask on and we just felt like that was the right thing to do. Okay. So wait, let me understand this. So, you know, you kept your mask on during cheer, but Misha said that you couldn't stunt if you had your mask on. Yeah. It was going to be like a safety issue. And do you know what type of safety issue they thought it would be? Cause you know, right now we're in a pandemic. And so we know that it's a safety issue to not have a mask on. Yeah. And they, I, they had the idea that if like, say someone like knocked the mask kind of over your face, like over your eyes, but there's been all-star cheerleading that has been using masks this entire season. And they do ridiculously harder stunts than a school cheer cheerleader would. And they, have been completely fine. So it's kind of been a battle that we've had to fight with Mesha. And that is kind of another reason why we had to change up our competition season as well. So So I know what Mesha is, but for our listeners, I'd like to hear what you guys could tell us what Mesha is and, and how Mesha, you know, regulates what you guys get to do. And, and I'll, I'll, the acronym MISHA, M-S-H-S-A-A, stands for Missouri State High School Activity Association. So what is MISHA to you guys? My daughter always said it's the rules, right? But <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I just think of it as, too, is like the rules and everything we can and can't do. Like, it also affects our school. Like, we have to have a certain amount of credit hours to be Misha eligible to be on the cheer team or be on any team. So I think of it as the rules, too. Carly, you're... Yeah, I would say it's pretty much what we can and can't do is kind of what I think of it as. Yeah, so it's the state association that regulates and guides, right, what athletics in high school can do. And so if they're saying that you have to take your mask off to stunt, so what led you guys to make the decision that you didn't want to take your mask off? Because I think that there was other high schools, you know, here in Boone County that were. So a big thing that we all noticed was the whole quarantine. So whenever we saw another team in, um, in Columbia, that they all had to quarantine for two weeks because they all took their mask off and really did not want to miss out on anything this season. And if we if we did not want to miss out, then we would just have to suffer through wearing a mask for two hours out of practice. Like, it's just something we, especially for me as a senior, I was willing to just push through it because I wanted my season. And not get to stunt, whereas, you know, the Boone County Health Department, that wasn't a regulation for them, right? It wasn't a requirement for here. So what did you guys do to overcome that? Because I know that you guys would want to compete and do stunts. So what did, what what happened? Tell us. So Molly sent out a survey to all the parents. She left it up to like the parents because it's kind of their decision, like what they want their kids to be around and stuff saying, do you want us to wear a mask at practice and not stunt potentially? Cause this was kind of before we found everything out or are you going to allow your kid to take your mask off? And it was going to be a team decision all or nothing. We weren't going to have some people take their mask off and then 
that that would just be a mess. So I'm pretty sure it was like over 75% of the parents said, keep them on. I don't really remember the number, but it was high. Like we were for sure keeping them on. So that was it. Like that was our decision basically for the rest of the school year. And we made that decision, started stunting with the mask. And then we found out that Misha was going to either like email us pretty soon or basically tell us that we have to stop stunting or take our mask off. And so Molly fought that really hard. She went to the full length, talked to every athletic director and everything. She was willing to help us out and make sure we all had our our season, especially Carly, since she's a senior. And so when she started exploring all of her options for competition, because for normal sideline cheer, we pushed through. We didn't stunt once we found out and we just wore a mask and we social distanced. Like for basketball, we had to stand 10 feet apart when basketball players were just sitting there right next to each other with no mask. So we really did it all. But for competition, um, why we did the nationals. Just before you go to competition, because I'm really excited to talk about this. What is sideline cheer for our listeners? So that's just um, our whole team. So that was all 40 athletes. That's us just cheering at the games. We have our normal practice, football and basketball games. Mm-hmm. And the what, whole team. what games did you guys get to cheer at? Because I know you were at the football game. So for, for, fall, for winter sports, what games did you cheer at and how did you do that? Uh, we cheered at the girls and boys basketball team or yeah, games. And we were allowed to have 12 athletes per game and you had that (laughs) so that was insane we had to have a sign-up sheet and like I said we had to stand 10 feet apart which really limited our numbers so Molly had to go in and take the floors to make sure we stood our 10 feet apart and it was really hard to communicate across the gym to like (laughs) say what cheers are next or even be loud enough with only 12 cheerleaders yeah and so there's you're 10 feet apart, you're wearing masks at all times, yet you're in the gym with other athletes that are sitting in close proximity and um, not wearing their masks. So it sounds like the cheerleaders went above and beyond for the athletes in our community on what they were doing for COVID protocol. So shout out to you guys, congrats. Okay, tell me about competition and what happened because here you are going to games, distancing mask, not doing stunts, what what happened next? So normally we compete, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's the Missouri Cheerleading Association's competitions. So that is what we call regional state. Well, regionals, um, we found out was virtual this year as well as a virtual option for state. So we were like, okay, we can do that. Like, let's plan on doing that. Well, then we found out the whole mass thing at first for the stunting guidelines, we weren't allowed to do any type of twisting stunts or um, or any like inverting, so flipping, anything like that. Well, for a normal competition routine that, that normally we always do, you have to have twisting, you have to have flipping. Like there's just no way you're gonna win if you don't have that type of routine. Well, there's another division that we actually did for the first time last year, as well as our traditional routine, which is called um, game day. So that includes a routine that is pretty much like you would perform it on the sidelines. So you only do straight up and down stunts. You don't do any type of flipping or twisting. Um, you do a cheer with it. Um, it's, it's pretty much all cheering. You don't really have a music section or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
we figured out that we wanted to do that. And about, I would say like a month or two later, after we kind of had the routine ready to go, we found out about the no stunting with the mask on for Misha. And so Molly, who thank goodness found kind of a detour out of that and saw national, a national competition, which was done by NCA, which is the National Cheerleading Association. And um, she saw that they were, had a rule where you can do anything in a, in a mask. You can stunt, you can tumble, you can do anything. It was up to you guys and your team. Well, since it's national, Molly went to our athletic director, got it approved, and they agreed that since we're competing for the national competition and it isn't in Missouri, then we could do it. <laughs> so as long as you were doing a competition outside of Missouri, you could wear your mask while you're competing. Pretty much. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we decided to do that. Well, that meant we had to go through a lot of stuff. We had to, first of all, fundraise, which nationals is not cheap, even if it is virtual. It's a very expensive competition, which also included a camp you had to do in order to get credentialized. That, like, that's what they call it. Mm -hmm. So we had to fundraise for the competition as well as for the camp. And in order to kind of fit in pretty much with the competition, we had to honestly get better uniforms so that we looked like a nationals team, mm -hmm. as well as completely changing our routine that we had, that we had been working on for months and months. And none of the judge or none of our coaches really had done nationals before, knew not very much about it. Molly had obviously heard about it and we knew there was teams here in Columbia that went to it as well, but like it's a whole different playing field than a competition here in Little Bit, Missouri. So um, we had to learn the different setup of the routine, which was very, very different from what we normally did. And yeah. But you were able to wear your mask the whole time. Yep. And I'm assuming that this competition is also remote. Yes. So nationals was for the first time virtual, which is another reason why we decided to do it because since nationals was virtual, it was obviously cheaper than normal. And we always had the goal of wanting to go to nationals just because it's the end all be all for school cheer. And they, we kind of wanted to get our foot in the door with it. So this was kind of also the year to do it. So cheaper because you don't have to travel, but much more expensive to enter the competition than it would have been if you would have done the, the regionals that you typically do. So what ways have you done fundraising and is there still a call out to the community for help? Emily, you want to take this one? Yeah, so we started out, well, the beginning of the year, we did a big mask fundraiser. So we had a whole bunch of QP masks for sale and it actually went over really well. They turned out super cute. So that helped us out with just kind of, you know, the basic cheer fundraisers for the year. But for competition, once we really started to figure out what we wanted to do, we sent out donor letters to the community and all of our athletes sent them out to our family and friends because we had to raise a big amount of money. And so that is what we have been doing. We just basically been begging people like, this is what we want to do. This is like, we're trying to do it with our circumstances, especially with the mask and everything. 
So that's how we raised all of our money so far, but we still do have a big chunk left that we are still asking the community to help us with. But yeah, so far we've been doing just donor letters. So if our listeners did want to contribute to this, where, where or how could they do that? Um, I know we have a PayPal and a Vidmo and you can write checks, I believe. Carly, you know a little bit more about this. Yeah, um, so obviously we have a Venmo and a PayPal. And then um, if you write checks to, I think it's Hickman High School, but you also put cheer on it somewhere. And that's kind of a way that we take them as well. Okay, so just dropping off a check at um, any of the CPS locations for Hickman High School with the note in it for cheer. Or, um, and we will share the link to um, Molly Lyman, as they mentioned, is the cheer coach. And she took some pictures of you guys as you were getting ready to go record your um, competition. And so we can see the new uniforms that you guys used for the competition. So we will make sure to share on the KOPN um, Facebook page that post of Molly's. Um, And then just other last thoughts as we wrap up the show on um, the season. And I mean, like, would you have done it? Would you do it again if you could? I mean, I know we don't want to do it the way we did it, but what do you think? Um, it was, I will say it was really hard for like seeing Carly as a senior and like, I've been cheering with her for three years and I only barely got to see her one senior night. I missed the football one. So I will say that was extremely difficult. Like I'd been cheering with her the longest on the team. We danced before we went to Hickman cheer together and I had to miss that. So that was really hard, but otherwise, I mean, we pushed through it. I know this team could do it again if we had to. And Carly, as this wraps up your senior year and. (laughs) Yeah, I would say like our coaches really, really fought to try and make this season as normal as possible. And personally, like I was really, really, really looking forward to this year because honestly, cheer is my life and it always has been. And so I was excited to like get this season and go to state and place maybe even first and push even to go to nationals. But sadly, like that kind of got ruined, which was kind of heartbreaking for me. But we honestly got our foot in the door with nationals. And I was kind of really just hoping to like leave a legacy for the future girls to keep going. And I think this year really taught them that they have to keep pushing through even whenever it gets super, super hard. Okay, so you guys pre-recorded nationals as this weekend, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure we find out placing this weekend. Okay, and so if it was in person, I hear that it would have been in Dallas. Obviously, you guys are doing the virtual, which is awesome. Great way to um, adapt with COVID. Um, so I would love, to, I know that our listeners will be excited to hear how you guys do. And it's a big competition, right? So um, I'm sure that there's expectations, especially for the first year you get to compete that, you know, you're, it's going to be a first time process. But Carly, I think that you're right. You're, you're leaving a legacy and that, you know, you're the first team at Hickman to compete in the National Cheerleaders, um, the NCA National Cheerleaders Association. So I'm betting you won't be the last. 
Yeah, that was kind of my goal. I just really wanted this team because we have so much potential and we have some amazing cheerleaders on the team. And I just knew that we could really go far. All right. Emily, Carly, Hickman High School cheer team, thank you so much for joining today and really impressed with what you guys have done for COVID-19 in our community. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. That's it for today's edition of Community Pulse. Special thanks to our guests, Carly Blakemore and Emily Abadir, cheer captains for Hickman High School cheerleading. Listeners can watch their competition on Saturday at the link in the show notes to this episode. If you missed part of today's program or want to share it with your friends, you can find it later today at KOPN.org and also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As always, we invite you to share your questions with us as we plan for future episodes. Leave a message at 573 or email gm at kopn.org. You can catch us again live on Monday at 9 a.m. with host Dr. Alleman and engineer Peter Weiss. Monday's show will be followed by special programming to celebrate our spring pledge drive. We'll be turning the tables on some of our longtime programmers and interviewing them. We'll hear from Diana Moxon of Speaking of the Arts and Kevin Walsh of various music and interview shows throughout the years, and possibly one other surprise programmer will join us. So be sure to tune in and support Community Radio for our spring pledge drive, March 6th through 8th, by visiting kopn.org to donate. Thanks for sharing your morning with us and tuning in to KOPN 89.5 FM. 51% is up next. Stay tuned.